All right. Welcome and welcome back, Boomtown fans. We're your hosts, Diani Roger and Shanae Coleman Durden. And this is Boomtown Stories. <laughs> Woo! I got my name right. Got the name of the podcast right. Yes. Reminded me it was my turn. Good. <laughs> I'm proud of us. I yeah. feel like that was pretty smooth, right? That was slick. That was a slick opening. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go us. People are probably listening to this being like, that is so professional. Yeah, they are. All right, you guys. So if this is your first time tuning in, or if you just need a reminder, this is a comedy interview podcast where we just interview people is what we decided <laughs> about uh, the stories in their lives, the good, the bad, the ugly, hopefully the wild. That's usually mm-hmm. what we're looking for. Yeah. I'm always trying to get the wild. That's what I want to know. That's literally all I care about. Mm-hmm. Well, we learn a lot of things, actually. So don't care about your accomplishments, (laughs) your revelations. Yeah, none of that. What did you do that was ratchet? Were you pee popping on a handstand? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now I'm sweating. (laughs) I was not expecting that. So the drink this week. Okay, the drink this week is, uh, we do do a cocktail every week, you guys. This week was my turn to choose. Uh, and as a Harry Potter fan, uh, I chose Polyjuice Potion. If you Wait, hmm? can you say the name one more time? Polyjuice Potion? If you've read the books or seen the movies, it's the potion they drink to change their appearance to look like somebody else. And it's fun because the drink changes colors itself. So it kind of oh. like, like a tie-in. Yeah. What? I couldn't tell you that last week because I wasn't fully <laughs> with it when I chose the cocktail. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So do you want to so do the reveal? When I drink this, will it, it'll change my appearance? I believe in magic. Oh, well, you have to put in something from the person you want to look like. Oh, okay. Like a piece of something that like has their DNA. So like hair. I, mean, I guess you could do Okay, skin never mind. That's disgusting. <laughs> you know what? I'm good with how I look. So <laughs> we're okay. Okay, let's do the reveal. <laughs> All right, ready? One, two, three. Dun, da, da, da. I mean, close, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of a little darker. Yeah. I see where I went wrong. Where did you go wrong? The pea powder situation. Oh. I didn't do it the way that I was supposed to, so mine's a little chalky. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, fun story. You guys are supposed to dissolve the pea powder first. Um, I was like, oh, I already have butterfly pea powder, so I don't need to worry about that. I have butterfly pea flowers. Oh. Like dried flowers. Yeah. Now, what I could have done, had I realized this ahead of time, (laughs) is just like made a simple syrup with the dried flowers. But since I realized it 10 minutes before we were supposed to record, Hmm. uh, I whipped up my Vitamix, took the dried flowers and put them in there and blitzed it till they were like a powder. Oh, smart. Still smart. Still smart. Yeah. Worked it out. Worked yeah. It out. That tends to happen a lot, guys. If you're new, um, we do our own thing. We mess up everything. <laughs> we wing it. Good, bad. Oh, ugly. we're doing our best each and every time. Are we we're doing something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it my best. Ish. Yeah. No, it's fine. I was like, I, I will say this. Uh, my drink is delicious. So it, is, it's it tastes tasty. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tasty. Mine has just a little bit of chalky aftertaste. But other than that, delightful. You can pretend like it's a protein shake. Mm. 
Okay. Tastes like summer. All right. So what have you been up to? Oh, um, well, my brother is in town. He's been in town this week. So well, that's fun. I didn't yeah, know that. we've been up to a lot. It's been a great time. Um, we went to a 90s party. Oh. That was a lot of fun. Um, went to the beach, of course. We went to um, a little club called The Dime that I love. They always have great music. We went to an album release party where we- Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. So you've been living like La Vida yeah. Loca. Yeah. We were way too old to be there, though. So we left um, shortly after. <laughs> I looked around. Like, I'm tired listening to this list. I'm, I must be old. Oh, it, it's been so better. much fun. It's been so much fun. Then what else? We went to- There was a place that had karaoke- um so that was a good time yeah we just I've been showing him LA and living it up and uh moved into my new apartment how's the new part oh my god place I couldn't figure that out (laughs) it's amazing I love it here I'm so 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 happy it's so much brighter here I have more space yeah Yeah, because my other one it's so weird how I thought my other one was amazing when I moved in but like it was it reflected the mood that I was in. I was depressed when I moved there. And, um, yeah. Now, when I got out of the tre- depression, I was like, oh, this is bad. This is dark in here. Like, I, this is not good. So I'm happy that in my new season, I'm in my new brighter place. Yes. And the I'm light just, is reflecting. Yes. I love that. I'm so grateful. I'm just so grateful. I keep walking in and being like, oh, I'm so grateful. Yay. Yeah. I love that. So what have you been up to? Um, you know, working, twerking, working it out. You've been working and twerking? Uh, you been, you started stripping? No, no, nobody wants to see what it would look like if I decided to become a stripper. <laughs> Unless you want to see me keep my clothes on and do foolish dances. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> fun, but do you want to, do you want to pay me like no, I'm a whole bunch you. of money for it? I'm not paying you for that, but that'd be entertaining. I'd laugh and laugh. Like you start doing the robot and stuff. That's exactly, <laughs> that's the first move. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, I actually probably would pay you for that. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but like, she is so foolish. I love it. <laughs> Look at like, you know what, girl? I'm make it rain. Here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Way to be you. Yeah. I love That's that. Fly, fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we've been, uh, you know, it's just same old, same old. Um, a little bit more hectic at work because we've had some people like having to call out. You remember Michelle. She got called in for jury duty. So... I got to teach a bunch of ballet this week. That's fun. Oh, how did that feel? I changed some of her classes. It's fine. What? <laughs> that last one, I was like, listen, y'all, you're not, you're not going to get ballet. We're going to do conditioning and then we're going to have a contemporary class. And they were like, so there's just no ballet. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and what's more, because we have another teacher out on the same night, it was like, uh, you're also not going to get your other regular class. We're going to go conditioning contemporary and then jazz. And so I had, uh, when we did the contemporary class, I had all of them, like all of the kids that were in the studio in one class. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I split them into groups and had them work on their own choreography together. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it ended up being like, they had a lot of fun. So we had a little bit of regular class and then a little bit of that. That's it worked fun. out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would just turn it into a party at that point. That's too many children to be like teaching and in charge of. I'm good at being bossy. So it worked that out. is true. That is true. That's true. 
I'm not. Uh, last weekend, though, my uh, my little, I call her my little cousin. We're only a year apart, but we're birthday twins. She's exactly a year younger than me because we have Aww. the same birthday. Um, and she got married. And then because of the hurricane, they couldn't go to Florida like they planned. So they came down here for their honeymoon. So we got to go out with them for a little bit and, and hang out with her and her new husband. So that was fun. Cute. Yeah. What'd you guys do? Um, we just went and had uh, dinner and then they came back to the house and we like hung out and played games and stuff. It was, it was a good time. Is that where your picture on Facebook was from of you and our husband? No. So, okay. So we went to the place that we took them last week. It's a Mexican restaurant here. We went there and we got there and they were like, it's going to be an hour wait. And I was like, oh my God, there's a place right around the corner from there. That's like a wine whiskey cigar lounge place it's called the vault and we've never been there it's owned by the same people and I was like well let's just go check that out I think it's open now let's just go check it out and you know see what it's all about and we got in there and it was so fancy Mm. they have like a they have a pianist doing like they they were okay so the guy on the piano was doing like old school music on the piano but it was like old school R&B and then like old school like kind of rock it's like he's like playing hotel california which is my jam and of course the eagles are taylor's absolute favorite band and then uh we got some earth wind and fire in there it was just a good time so we got cocktails while we waited and i had um probably the best manhattan anyone has ever made me but here's what happens the guy goes to pour the drinks and as he's like pouring my alcohol to mix my like it's already out basically is the point the buzzer goes off it's been 15 minutes Uh, and I was like oh no 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 I have I have to go back so that we don't lose our table and like something something happened I don't know what but we got bumped up in line oh because I for a fact know that there were people who were there before us that we walked past them to get in the restaurant. And I was like, I don't know if we're special, but I feel special. Definitely special. Uh, But they let us take the drinks because it's owned by the same people. So they let us take, like, I went to go to the next restaurant and I waited and then Taylor paid the tab and got the drinks and met me over there. And he was like, yeah, you said I can take it with me. Beautiful. Yeah, I was like, Mansfield, hey, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So we decided uh, this week that we wanted to go back and actually try the food there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm done going outside for a while again. You did a lot of outside, though. Yeah, that was a lot. This is a lot. I'm tired, for sure. Well, and then that way you're rested up for... Oh, Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to need it. Yeah, I got to... Yeah, I really got to rest up for Vegas. It's not going to be that crazy. It's not. I really... I was thinking about it today on my walk, and it really... I think it's going to be chill. I don't even think this marriage thing is going to happen. I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe we'll try. We'll try for it. But I really don't think it's going to be crazy. I'm tired. I'm a little disappointed, which means that I'm going to have to let my inner self out of the closet for Vegas and encourage y'all to get married, which is fine. We'll see. We'll see. It's up in the air. It's not. I already decided. Well, no. All right. Well, hello, Roz, and welcome to... Uh, Boomtown Stories. Can you say a quick hey to all the listeners? Hello, all the listeners for mm-hmm. Boomtown. The Boomtown. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. We appreciate you coming on. 
um, if we can get started, if you can just kind of tell the listeners um, where you're from and maybe a little bit about life growing up for you. Okay. Um, I am, I was born and raised in Kansas City, Kansas in Wyandotte County. Um, I am the product or I have, I will say like if I have one brother and four sisters. So there's, so there's six of us siblings. And so a lot of fun things going on. Um, probably a lot of chaos, probably every day or every other day going on, but basically a happy time and enjoyed a lot of happiness and good, great memories, not only with my siblings, but the neighbors and, um, and the schools and everything that I went to just a, a lot of great memories. When I think back on my childhood and growing up. Where do you fall in line with your siblings? I'm number two. Okay. I'm the second. So uh, there's four under, under me, but we're sort of spaced out. My oldest uh, sister, the one that's older than me, she's like almost like five years older than me. And then from me to the next one is like about two, about three or four years. And then the next one, another two years. So we're, we're pretty much all spaced out. The youngest one is like 11 years younger than me. So, oh. so there was not a time when I was in school with any of my siblings. Wow. Or I was just leaving one school and the other one was coming on board or whatever. But um, but we still are very close knit and do a lot of things together all the time. I'm the only one that lives in Kansas City. The rest have are uh, well, my oldest sister, she just moved back, but I'm the only one I'll say that never um, actually moved away. Everybody else has had an opportunity to live in another city or another state. So I haven't had that experience, but, um, but I get to see them often, either visiting them or them coming back to Kansas City, coming home. What was it like being one of six? Like we asked this question to anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. because I'm by myself and then she's only got one sibling. Mm-hmm. So what was it like having that many brothers and sisters? Um, it was, I, I um, enjoy it. I think I cherish it probably more, probably now, probably than you know, when you're growing up with them during those days. Um, but uh, I will say my parents, they, they were really good at um, raising us as individuals. You know, it wasn't like I had to have any of my sister's hand-me-downs or anything like that. Each of us are, while we're the same and from the same parents and we have a lot of similarities similarities we are still different and in individuals and they uh they treated us like that so um probably when my oldest sister when she was probably leaving the house at graduating leaving my youngest sister was like one or something like that I think she was 17 or something like that when my mother 16 or 17 when my mother had wow. a baby sister so um she would pretty much almost out the house anyway so it wasn't like we had to uh you know, I guess cry or crave for that attention from my parents or anything like that. But it was fun. You know, we um, we did a lot of things together. And for like holidays and things, I really enjoyed those because we were all together um, for holidays. And then we were blessed to have like um, my parents plus my grandparents on both sides. So they all lived in the city as well in this, you know, so it was it was a big deal. Family was a big deal. And I think because I have a lot of, them brother, a lot of brothers and sisters, it um, has helped me 
um, in regard to like sharing, you know, and teamwork and, and give and take and things like that. I don't, um, and just, just that closeness, you know, uh, to put it simply. Love that. I'm not good at sharing. So <laughs> I have a daughter that's like, I have a daughter and she shares, but, um, but I, I think it's a different experience when sometimes when we talk about different things and we talk about um, there may be issues or situations where people have brothers and sisters. And I think because she's the only child, sometimes I think sometimes she doesn't quite get it or understand, understand that, oh, that's my brother, my sister, or I forgive them. Or, you know, if, if something has gone on between some other brothers and sisters, not necessarily me, but maybe some of her friends that have brothers and sisters and, and they may be frustrated with a brother or sister or whatever she probably doesn't understand that the next day or two days later they just kissy huggy 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 and she's like what you know so and I think some of that is because she's never had to do that but she's she's definitely loving and I think she sees a lot of um a lot of that love and that example of between my brothers and sisters and I and I think I think that helps her a lot because she sees that and I think she enjoys that and a lot of times stress like oh you know, I, I I wish I lived during that time frame that you all lived or whatever, because she sees the the fun and the the things that we're always sharing about uh, experiences that we have that maybe she didn't you know get to have. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about your high school experience? Um, that was a wonderful experience as well. Um, I graduated from Sumner High School, so it's a. Uh, uh, an all black historically like black high school or whatever it is. Um, and before they, they um, I think a year after I graduated was like the last year that they were um, a traditionally all black high school that uh, a couple of years later they turned into, they changed the name to Sumner Academy and it's more like a college prep school. And so I think you have to test to get into it. And so, um, they changed the colors and just pretty much just totally, it was like a clean cut. They just totally changed everything with it. But, um, but they do recognize us, but I had a lot of, a, a lot of fun times. Our graduating class was small compared to some of the other high schools around my graduating class. I think it was like maybe 196 compared to some of my friends graduating classes where they had 500 and 600 and 300. And so because um, Wyandotte County is sort of a, a unique community and city. Um, most people that you know there, they probably, if you talk to them long enough, it's like they talk about six degrees of separation. You probably run into somebody that either went to school with a sibling, one of your siblings, or your, knows your parents or knows some relative uh, that you're, someone that you're related to. So um, it, was, it was a lot of fun because most of us, we, probably all went to one or two, a few of the same grade schools, only into the same middle school. And, um, and because it was a small class and we probably, most of us knew each other from probably kindergarten to first grade or whatever, um, we were pretty close. I, um, I had the opportunity, I was very athletic and come from an athletic family. So I ran track, I played basketball, I played volleyball. So I believe I was the um, first uh, um, female, I think that probably lettered, I think it was in three sports or whatever. Um, oh, wow. Because at that time, the, I mean, they probably didn't have a lot of sports, but I, I think that was my senior year. I played basketball 
volleyball and um, and ran track. And I was uh, I was um, in the band, the marching band. The oh, you were doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the marching band, the concert band. The mm-hmm. I was uh, the jazz band and the choir. I played the piano. So in the marching band, um, in the concert band, I played the flute, and in the uh, choir, I played the piano for them. So I got to experience that, and that was a lot of what I did in high school. But I also was one of the speakers. You know, just got through with graduation um, just a couple of months ago. So I, I reflect back. I was was able to be one of the speakers for our graduating um, class. And so, uh, you know, there was opportunities for us to do a lot of things or whatever. And because it was probably smaller than some of the other ones, I think there was probably more opportunities for each individual that wanted to. So, so I got to, got to do those types of things. Did you have any time to get into shenanigans? Because it sounds like you were busy. I was busy. I didn't have time to do that. I'm, I'm glad of that. I guess I was probably the scary kid, you know, <laughs> so, so you look at <laughs> And you see other examples, it's like, well, I don't want to do that or whatever, unless your friends or whatever. So, so I didn't get into to any probably bad shenanigans or anything like that. I can't think of anything. Wow. Sort of boring, I guess. <laughs> All right. So what did you do after high school? Did you retire for a little bit? <laughs> uh, <I> retired. <laughs> I went, uh, as a matter of fact, I got a scholarship, a music scholarship to go to, um, Bishop College, as a matter of fact, down in Dallas, I think, I'm not sure where the Bishop College is there anymore, but I got a music scholarship down there, but somewhere along the line, I don't remember doing that summer, I decided, I changed my mind, decided I want to go to KU. My dad had gone to KU, and for years, we would always go up to the KU relays, and he was the alpha, so he would take me past the alpha house where he, you know, where he, many of his days were and things like that, so somewhere after graduation from high school, I decided I want to go to KU. And so that next, um, that fall coming up, I, I started at KU. And because I played the piano at church and um, I had to play every Sunday, my grandmother would pick me up on Friday evenings um, after probably my last class, about 3.30, 4.30 on Fridays at KU, because it's not that far, it's about 45 minutes away from Kansas City. And uh, my mom would take me back on Sunday evening after our church service um, Sunday evening. We did that. I, I did that the whole time I was at um, at KU. So I was there. I was there five years, and I did that the fifth year. I pretty much like commuted because I only had like maybe one class, but I didn't stay up in up on the campus. I was back in Kansas City, so I just went back up there. I commuted by bus. I didn't have a car. Oof. Leaving college to go sing in a church choir right? is the opposite of our college. Right? <laughs> that is not what we were doing. God bless right. your soul, girl. You asked, you asked, did you have any time to get any shenanigans? I didn't. No. But, um, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing that, playing the piano. And so I was real committed um, to doing that, uh, to doing that. So I enjoyed doing that. I did a few things that I regret um, at uh, not doing while I was at KU. Now, I didn't, um, and I didn't have to come home like on Friday evenings, but I'll put it like this. I had met a young man that would soon be my husband. I had been, met him mm. that summer after I graduated from high school. So that was probably one of the reasons that I was going back and forth because he lived in Overland Park. So yeah, I regret not, I, I think I went to maybe a couple of 
basketball games at um, KU, but I never went to a football game um, at the what? stadium, things like that. And there were a few parties. A couple of times I did stay up there because there might have been a party going on, and I would stay up there. And I think a couple of times I might have stayed because I had some kind of assignment, like a. I, I was I started out majoring in music, so we'd have some of our credits depended on going and listening to other musicians' recitals that they had, so they would have an audience. So some of that I might have had to had to do over the weekend, but I can probably count on maybe one hand and have a finger left over how many times I spent the night, the weekend up there. So I sort of regret that, that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, so was it more the man or the church that was bringing you? Messy. <laughs> you know, to, it, was, it was really the church because I had to be there on Sunday morning. Sure. But, but that was like an added bonus. I will yeah. say I enjoyed that because, because I could have easily just, come home like on Saturday evening but I was here on fr- Fridays right mm-hmm. after after I think I do remember my dad once telling me because I would come in the door and we had like a little small foyer in the as soon as you walk in the door of the house and we had like a bookcase right in there and I can remember bringing my books home and putting them up on top of that bookcase and not picking them up until I was leaving out on on Sunday evening, so I think he made a comment about that. If you bring another book in here and you're not look, opening it up on the weekend, on the week, you know, do while you're here. So yeah, so it was that was just an added bonus, the band. And how did you meet your husband? Well, um, that's really interesting. My best friend, right after high school, she had, um, I guess she and maybe some other friends of hers, they had gone to a little club, and it's one of those clubs like. Um, 18 to like 21 club, like in between being legal or whatever. And uh, so she had gone out there and I guess it was the, one of the little guys that was there. He was like a little drummer or whatever. And so she had met him. And so they wanted to go out, but I guess she couldn't go out without having, you know, she didn't want to go out alone with him. And so she's like, well, I can't go out unless I, I you know, we double date with somebody or whatever. So um, so he had to bring somebody with him. Of course, I was I had to go with her. And so I think one of the times we went to the to the uh, club and he and her little friend and some of his friends, their buddies, they were out in the parking lot, like drag racing, you know, with their little hot rods and everything. So I told her, I said, I'm not going unless it's the little one. Because <laughs> so, he was small in stature. So I'm not going unless it's the little one. So and that was like his best friend. So it ended up working out really well. And they probably didn't stay together long after we after we went out maybe a couple of months more I think that was that was during the summer and by Christmas they were a done deal but we were still going strong and uh out through college and then we ended up getting married a a few years after I got out of college nice I love that I like little men too (laughs) (laughs) they so sweet (laughs) he was small in stature and he probably Truth be told, he might have been probably like a half an inch or, you know, maybe inch smaller than me or shorter than me, rather. Whatever. Oh. He was smaller stature. Yep. So. And then what did you major in in college? I majored in, um, in, I started out the first two years of music education. And then I had to go to a, uh, uh, an elementary school in, in Lawrence, but it, I wasn't going to be, a, it wasn't for being a teacher's, uh, a student teacher, but it was for being like a teacher's aide. And for some reason they had me like over the kids or whatever. And it was teaching music and stuff like that. And 
I'm sure they're they were probably like angels compared to some of the kids these days. But during that time, I'm like, oh my God, these kids are a mess. And one of the boy in particular, I think I remember him telling me like, hey baby, come on, let's go around the back or something like that. And I'm like, and when he's I'm thinking, what? you know. I don't need to be a teacher, or whatever. I'd either be in trouble or or something would happen. So at the end of that semester, when I finished that, because I would go, it wasn't like every day I would go, at, but I think it was maybe once or twice a week I would go and the teacher would let me, you know, have the class for that day and teach music. I went to the biz, to the uh, to the admissions office and changed my major to business. And I've been happy ever since. <laughs> So what did you end up doing once you left college? Um, after I left college, I uh, ended up, I started out with Sprint. Well, I'll take that. It wasn't Sprint at that time. It was called United Telephone Company. It's like the pre uh, predecessor to Sprint. And they pretty much bought Sprint, but Sprint had more name recognition than United Telephone. But United was more local. And it was like the, um, it was like the AT&T because AT&T is a local telephone company. And so United Telephone, we had rural areas like, or smaller areas like uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, or there are probably some little small towns in Kansas that they had, uh, but, and, and they're in different states. They were in Minnesota. I'm not sure whether they were in Texas or not, but they were, they had um, territories and areas in different states. But in Kansas City, I was trying to find a job. I really hadn't had a, had found a full-time job at the time I got out. So I, um, someone told me that they were hiring at, at Sprint's, I mean, or United Telephone. So I took a job there in the telemarketing department and it was for things that you all probably take for granted now. It was, they called them custom calling features, which was call waiting, three-way calling, um, call forwarding, all those things that are like standard probably on phones now. And they, and so we had to call people in our territories and try to sell them those features. And they were like a dollar a piece. And uh, I, I never thought I was good at sales anyway. And that was just basically confirmation. And I wasn't because a lot of our territories were small. And so we, um, we would call the army bases, uh, you know, those, the guys, you know, they got, have, it was like they have money just to waste or whatever. So they would buy all four of the features or whatever easily. But then when I'm calling the Jefferson City and some of those little smaller towns where people are saying, honey, you're the only person I talk to all week. You know, I'm like, how can I, you know, honestly, without feeling um, convicted or whatever, try to sell that to that lady or whatever. And so a lot of times I probably didn't reach my quota on that. So I never won any of the prizes that they were giving out. But I did that for about maybe six months. And then I went to HR and, you know, told them, I was looking for something different. And because I did have a degree, it didn't take long for them to find um, another position for me. So at that time I started working in the, what they call the revenues department. So I would um, work with um, some like the government uh, institutions to get tariffs filed for different products or services that we were selling or trying to, trying to, trying to be able to sell to our customers. And so I did that for like 16 and a half years. And then when, and during that time, United Telephone ended up purchasing Sprint and our name changed to Sprint. So that's how that came about um, in Kansas City. And during that time, they were, they were building and building and building. So they were building a new campus and probably getting top heavy or whatever. So they uh, started doing job eliminations. 
And so I was probably the second group of people that um, they started letting go. And then after that, it was almost like every three months you were hearing about Sprint doing layoffs, almost like every three or six months. The people, and then maybe four or five years later, they would be hard. Maybe, no, not four or five years, probably about three, three or six months later, they'd be hiring some of the people back. So it was a really um, strange time. But during that time, um, my husband and I, we opened up a uh, uh, oil, oil, oil change and lube company. So, cause he was in business. So we were business for ourselves, but I was still working as friend and I would come there during the weekends or whatever, help with the books and things like that. Um, so we had that, but his health had started failing and getting worse. He had a form of muscular dystrophy. So when my job was eliminated sprint, it was like, you know, this is, you know, I don't know what the Lord is trying to show us or whatever. So he was, I think he passed away about three years after that. So I'm glad that, you know, I didn't know why, why my name was being called to, for my position to, uh, for my job to be eliminated, but it worked in our favor. So, so after he passed, did you, like, you just totally took over the business? Uh, no, um, we had the oil change and lube for about 10 years. Um, and that was while I, a lot of during the time I was at Sprint, but before, um, just before you passed away, we had opened up a uh, Avis rental car agency and we had that and we were not the, um, it wasn't like we owned Avis, but we were like the agents for that facility. So anything that we pretty much, any cars that came through there, we made, you know, that money or whatever, but we had just started it. We hadn't had it maybe just around a year when he passed away. And so it was, um, that was his baby cars and things. I told you about him, them having the, doing the drag racing and all that stuff, of course. And he loved cars with the Avis rental agency and stuff. So that, because that was more of his, his thing after that, um, I just, I didn't want to stay with the, uh, the rental car agency because we were in that learning curve where we were just starting it. It was probably about 40 minutes from where we live driving over there. And I don't want to drive back and forth over there every day in rush hour traffic in the morning and a rush hour track coming home and then trying to learn something totally different and everything. So I called, you know, Avis or whatever. And how do, how do I back away from this to get away from this? Mm -hmm. So I let that go. And, um, pretty much was just being the musician in our church. Cause I, I always have done that. My, my mother told us years ago when, when I was little and first started playing the piano, she said that she said, I want each of you all to learn how to, play an instrument and play the piano because if you do you'll never have to worry about finding a job and that has been so true that has been so true because I told you I started playing the piano for like the like the sunbeams of the little kids probably when I was maybe like 13 12 or 13 in in um in at my church and did that all through high school all through college and I've never I've always played for church or whatever since that time and so while I did um didn't have a job after he passed away, because he passed away in May of 2001. So it's been 20 years. But and while I was looking for a job, then 9-11 happened. And so then everybody was laying off because there was, you know, it was, it was, it was just a mess because mm -hmm. people were losing money, you know, and everything. And so 9-11 wasn't a good time when that happened. And that was during the time when I was looking for a job. So I uh, pretty much was just just playing for the church. That was, that was my income at the time. And then a few years later, um, I ended up working at a uh, Johnson County community college at, in the small business development center 
because I had always, after he passed away, I, I liked that owning your own business. Yes, and so I is. wanted to do that again, just trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do. Um, and at first, I thought I wanted to, because I was sort of, even though he was getting around and moving around, um, not able to walk, but he was able to, and his mind was still sharp and everything, but he needed uh, me to be sort of like his caretaker and needed a little bit of help with different things. And so after he passed away, I was thinking, you know, I said, I've done this one. I said, maybe I might want to have a home, uh, like home health care, you know, type of facility, may want to do that. And um, again, I guess that was the Lord because I started seeing on the news all the time where people were being liable because somebody's loved one, you know, might have had Alzheimer's or something and got out of a facility and then that person was going to jail. And I so, so, so when I started, you know, like, well, maybe I don't want that kind of liability. I want something to do that's fun, that's exciting, you know, that I enjoy doing and that doesn't require that, that amount of liability. So, um, I went to the small business development center to get some help in doing research, trying to find out, you know, what I want to do and everything. And the lady, I end up uh, getting a job with them, a part-time job. It was a part-time job. I ended up getting with, getting with them. And I did that for like 10 years. And then about three years ago, my mom's health was failing and stuff too. And so I've been home with her for, I was home with her for the last three years until she passed away back in October. So Roz, you didn't see this, but your door started to open and I thought it was your late husband. I was like, what? Oh, no, no, that what? was my brother. That's it. That was my brother. <laughs> He's, uh, he probably didn't realize I was in here. I told him yeah. that I had an interview about uh, around 430. So he probably forgot that I was in here. But, you know, he. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the door opened and there was no face at first. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's been here for. My cousin's wedding, Shanae, okay. on, on what is it, July the 3rd. And so he's, um, my sister, she went back, uh, my brother-in-law, they went back to Minnesota. He stayed around. And so this is like home for him to Kansas City. So I've enjoyed him being around and hanging around. I don't have to play host as much because they know the city backwards and forwards. So that he has friends and stuff here. So he hangs out and, and I'll see him in the evenings and or during the day, or he'll ask me what I'm getting into, or what he's getting into. So, so no, that's not my late husband. <laughs> oh, okay. But so this is another relative. Okay. So I'm a small segue. <laughs> uh, my mother called and yelled at me after the last podcast episode aired. It's through marriage, but we're not blood related. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> My great aunt's ex-husband mm -hmm. is related to all of them. Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So she was like trying to explain it to me and I was still so confused. And I was like, okay, while you're <laughs> screaming at me though, at what point as a child was I supposed to understand this? And she was like, well, I mean, I guess. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and you never explained it when I got older. So I just was like, these are my cousins. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, well, you know, that's what that's what we do in yeah. our families. You know, you become cousins. I saw somebody's post or whatever. I saw, I think I saw the same post. Like, you don't, you can't uncousin the cousin. What you cousin? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's so interesting. And that that's, uh, like you say, segue. It's, it's interesting. I mentioned Wyandotte County and it being a small city and everybody sort of knows each other and it just so happened that 
when Shanae, your mother went off to college, like your your grandparents and my mom and dad were really good friends and everything. So when they went off to college, your mom and my sister, two mm-hmm. sisters up under me, they end up being roommates and everything. And then as yeah, so and uh, and your uncle uh, Clarence and he, my other one of my other cousins. That's their cousin also from a different side, you know, so they're, we're all cousins like from different size, you know, so and I guess that's what people say when they say first cousin, second removed and all that stuff. I don't understand that, but I guess that's what that means. That's too much math. Yes. Yeah. Cousins. <laughs> cousins. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm done. I don't know. Okay, so you said um, that your husband, your your late husband, like drag racing. Well, yeah, you know, he likes. Yeah, you, you know, when I say drag racing, I mean like, you know, at that time, you know, a lot of guys in parking lots or whatever doing donuts, and they all had like little hot rods, the, um, the what is it, the Dodge Chargers and stuff. I think they came back in you all's probably lifestyle, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. 30 and 40 years ago, they used to be here. Then I think they stopped making them. They started back maybe like 10 or 12 years ago, whatever. But like he, I think he had a Challenger, Dodge Challenger and Charger and Mustangs. And so they have those cars. So they'd go to big parking lots and things like that. And, you know, like drag race down probably from one end of the parking lot to another until they probably heard sirens because it wasn't legal, I'm sure, or whatever. So they would do things like that and just, just having fun with their hot rods. So but he's you always like- loved cars. So he's always had um, nice cars, you know, he kept them nice and clean or whatever. And, and then he would holler at me because mine would be dirty or junky or whatever. <laughs> so, so I remember um, in, uh, uh, before we got married, I think, I'm ch- can't think what happened. Something was going on with my car. And so he would let me drive one of his, he always had a nice one. Then he always had, it wasn't, it wasn't a clunker, but it was probably not a brand new little car that he had. He always had a couple of them. So he let me drive it. And so um, I drove it, was driving back and forth to work. So I came over to his apartment one day. And so he said, Roz, he said, did, did you hear anything with the car? I was like, well, no, I didn't hear anything. He said, come on, come and walk around the car. So I walked around the car and I don't, I don't see nothing. I said, walk around it again. Didn't see nothing. I probably had lost a hubcap or two or whatever along the way. What? Never knew what? it. Didn't, didn't dawn on me at all, you know, whatever. But that was the kind of car person he was where he, you know, knew everything about that car, whether it was a scratch, we were always, if we were together for any length of time, you know, in the evening, we would be going through a car wash or something, you know, so he just, that's just the way he was with cars, so he sort of couldn't understand me, like, well, what's the big deal, it's four wheels, it's getting me back and forth where I need to go, it's just some papers back in the seat or whatever, so. Were you like, uh, like the girls in Greece? <laughs> Remember the pink ladies, like the boys were drag racing, and they were out there like, no, 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 not really. I wasn't like this. I know he still would race because he used to have a dune buggy, and I don't know whether I ever saw him, you know, uh, go. There was like a little area not too far, like so, like where the the railroad tracks and stuff are, whatever. There was like a little area, so like an industrial area. Him and some of his friends, they would have dune buggies or whatever. And so, do y'all know what that is? No, I was good. That was going to be my next. Oh. I did not know. It's almost like a little wire contraption, like thick steel, like little pipe type things. It does, it's almost like a car frame. It doesn't have any like sides or anything to it. Just probably four wheels 
and then you just think of like, you know, real thick, probably maybe like four, three or four inch pipes or whatever. That's sort of like the frame where you see a, a hood just without a hood, a trunk or anything. And it doesn't have any windows or anything. It's just probably an engine, a frame. And and so you can probably pull it up and see. But anyway, they used to have those and they oh, would, okay. some would make their own, you know, build their own or whatever. And so he would, I think I might've saw him in that maybe once or rode around in it, but not necessarily with him, you know, racing in it or anything, but he had that, uh, I think he might've had a couple of them at one time or, you know, oh. over the years or whatever, probably when we were dating. I don't, well, I think he might, I can't remember if he still had it when we got married or not, but I know they like to do that, but no, I wasn't. Okay. No. I'm sort of scared of too fast driving. <laughs> I was going to say, so was he like a bad boy type? Cause you seemed like good girl. No, he no, okay. he really wasn't. No, he wasn't bad boy type. Mm -mm. <laughs> I won't say that. I won't say that. Shanae's face, y'all. Nice. Y'all can't see Shanae's face, but she looks like uh, she's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, no, he just, no, because none of his friends were either. Um, they, uh, they probably thought they were cute. You know, they probably thought they were all that. You know, but, but they weren't. No, they weren't bad boy types at all. And, uh, as a matter of fact, his friend, the one that double dated was he ended up um he was like his best man in his wedding probably almost like his best friend was like his brother and he um and he ended up being riley's i mean one of not riley one of krista's um my daughter's godfathers him mm -hmm. and then my uncle the one that used to be married to your great aunt and he's uh krista's other godfather but uh, and and when my husband passed away, I can say that he really stepped up and he, because he, they had, right after my husband passed away, later on in the year, him and his wife moved down to Atlanta. But when Krista was getting ready to start driving, he came up here and rode around with her, you know, took him. And then I think he probably was all flustered when he came back. He said, I'm not sure whether she knows left from right. She might have been going to turn one way and went another way. But he came up for that. He came up for her the first time she went to homecoming and prom um, he was there standing up with her when she got married so you know some people you know they say god they use that godmother godfather loosely or whatever and said but i can say that he she really had some good godmothers and godfathers and he uh -huh. really stepped to the plate and did that and unfortunately he passed away about four about four years or so ago whatever but he um but uh yes he would he would do anything for krista so mm -hmm. that's so sweet I mean, that's, that's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't think they make friends like that anymore. Really? Uh -huh. I mean, and really he would, if I was, um, I can remember a time when, uh, um, one of my girlfriends, which is Chris, one of Chris's godmothers, she was her birthday. And so we were just going to take like a overnight trip to Chicago. And so, um, at the time again, my husband, he couldn't get around really well on his own and him and his wife, along with my brother and my cousin, they, they, um, uh, was make sure they were with my husband so he wouldn't be, be by himself. So my brother stayed with them during the day because we left early like that Friday morning. And then my cousin, he came over that evening and, and stayed with them. And then um, Krista, his friend Steve, he came over that day and made sure that he had something when my cousin left, made sure he had something to eat and stayed with them. And pretty much until I got home that Saturday evening or whatever. So, so I had some really fine people that helped me out during that time when I needed help. That's amazing. I, got, I have a godson and I don't do anything. I'm going to do a <laughs> godson. If you list, ever listen to this, I'm going to do better. <laughs> this is the first time I knew she had a godson, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we 
see how these how these interviews bring out a lot of stuff. You learn so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do better. Uh, this is inspiring. Like that does sound amazing to to hear that he stepped up so much. That, uh-huh. that sounds beautiful. So I am Evan. If you out there, <laughs> <laughs> you're out there. <laughs> Do, do you all edit? Maybe you should edit that part. <laughs> we do. <I> <laughs> all right. What? Um, are we doing segments still? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we definitely need to. We, we forgot last week. That's okay. That's okay. We were on another. We we're on another. Thing last well, week. you were struggling. It's fine. Last week was hard. <laughs> we weren't on our A game. Okay, so we uh, have a segment called Runway Rewind. I couldn't have said mm-hmm. that last week, so I'm glad we left it out. Um, <laughs> Where we talk about like the fashion. So what were you wearing like high school, college? Like what were what were you into fashion wise? Okay, I'm um, gonna see. I you say high school, I think in high school, I think that's when jeans started being popular, meaning they weren't necessarily plain uh Levi's or Lee jeans or whatever, you know, just regular jeans. They started being, I think, more fashionable. So they people started you know, they were bell bottoms. And then I think one of my girlfriends, my best friend, I think I remember her having some of the window pane kind where there was like the square patch of the whole jeans or like got the whip. And then, <laughs> and then, and then uh, platforms were really big then. And I remember uh, having a pair or so of those or whatever. And the little guy I was dating in high school, I mean, he really, really liked like those, I think. He probably was maybe one of the last ones to sort of let him go, whatever, some of the platforms or whatever, because I think he liked it, but that was sort of big during that time. Wait, the men were wearing platforms? Oh, yes. If you oh. look at look at some of the videos. Um, I know, thought that was just when, like the famous people performing. I didn't think no, that No, 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 it wasn't them. No, the men had them too. Oh, yeah. They had the men. They really had them. I mean, yeah, they. <laughs> it was interesting. It was real interesting. I think. You know, at least with, in our high school, it's interesting that when they probably right after or during the time, maybe when I was a senior, probably right after they started, you know, fading them out. And so it was it was interesting when to see the guys back down with like the little, you know, like the little floor shines or the little flat shoes that you all see now that mm-hmm. will, you know, tie up Oxfords or whatever. Yeah, they have them too. I thought platforms were for pimps only. Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> My boyfriend in high school was definitely not a pimp and nothing. I don't know whether any of those other guys um, that were at school, you know, some of them, I don't know about them, but the ones, but I think they all probably, I, I know most of them had, I know the, those that thought they were fashion savvy yeah. had them too, but no, I'm sure the, the pimps probably had, they probably had more colorful ones. Mm. You know, but, uh, okay, I see, I see, I see. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> platforms are for pimps oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. And i'm aware it with some platforms let people make their own decisions hey now and, and, but now that was a style that i said when if that came back i wasn't going to wear them but i do remember probably back here maybe about well it was really time maybe about seven or eight years ago maybe about eight nine years ago they started having the not the men i don't remember seeing the men with anymore but i know the women started having like the Jessica Simpson and some of those, mm-hmm. they have some like big versions. I might have had a pair or two of those. I'm like, nah, I still can't do it. I I, I don't mind the some of the stilettos. I still have a couple pair of those, but but no, I, I couldn't quite get back ready for the the, the platforms. It's- I love a good platform. And I feel like the window pane jeans made a comeback 
in like the early 2000s. Like, I feel like that was a thing again then. Do they? I can't remember. I feel like yes. But I think from that time on, jeans have become really like a, you know, real fashion statement. During the time, like when we were probably in grade school. So, well, first of all, when we were growing up, you know, probably up until, I'm not sure when we started being able to wear pants to school. I know from kindergarten, first grade, we wore dresses to school. And if it was snowing, you know, we rarely got snow days. But if it was snowing and we were at school, we had to go to school. We had what you probably call the, the, the skinny legs, little straight, the little stirrup pants or whatever, the pants that are made out of the lacquer and these little stretch pants that we wear now. Those are like the pants that we wore up under our dresses or skirts or whatever. And I think we took them off when we got to school. I'm not sure whether it was late uh, elementary school or middle school, whatever, where we were able to wear pants every day. But somewhere along the way, you know, when it was probably more like boys wore jeans. I don't know whether I had a pair of jeans when I was like in second and third grade because we didn't wear pants or whatever. But by high school, we were. And all of a sudden, you know, everybody has jeans all kind of ways, jean jackets, you know, now they're all different colors and, 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 and you dress them up or you dress them down, you know, people wear every, everybody all the time. So, yeah, I liked a lot of colors and, um, and, uh, I didn't mind wearing bold colors when I was probably in high school and college or whatever. So, um, I was attracted to those types of things when I was picking out clothes, you know, things like that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like a bold color. I saw a picture of Diani on Instagram in like these orange high-waisted, like I love those pants. I don't think I could get them on my legs, but bring them to Vegas and let me see. Thank awesome. you. You mentioned orange. I can remember probably, I might've probably been married by then, but I found I probably some store I had a really pretty like and it was bright orange, maybe like, it wasn't quite burnt orange, but I think it was a bright orange, like a uh, sweater type uh, dress. And it had the back was out. So it was definitely something you could okay. wear like in the spring. And then it had a sweater that was, had big, bold, orange and white stripes going across, you know, for a sweater or whatever. But it was definitely with that, the crisscross back strap. And I guess because a lot of my clothes might've been different. So I wasn't quick to get rid of them. So Krista used, my daughter used to love to go in, I used to have like a little storage bin or whatever that I would have some of those little funky outfits. She pulled those things out and rock them now. You know, where she I think she probably still has that that um orange and white or that orange uh dress. Cause this if if I didn't if my shape hadn't changed as much, I probably would be trying to wear it now. But yes. there's there's a little bit more stomach in the front and everything. So but little things like that I would have it. And I remember one of my aunts telling me and my husband at that time I had that on. And I think he had probably some like pale yellow slacks and a yellow and white shirt. And we were down on the plaza somewhere. And so I think my aunt and uncle had come back and said, we saw y'all down there. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you did. I mean, bright colors on. But yeah. I wish my mom would have put her clothes aside because I look back at pictures of her. I'm like, oh, she was a hottie. Oh, like, yeah. it's I can fit yeah. that stuff now, but she didn't keep it. Mm, I'm really surprised, Krista. I mean, there have been a lot of things that she's, She's had probably from high school that she would pick, go through there and pick different things I had in high school and even in college, you know, she had, and I'm sure some of those things she still, she might still have or whatever. I had a real pretty colorful 
ensemble. It was something like you'd wear it to the beach or whatever, but I I, never, I got it because I'm thinking, oh, this would be nice. We're on a cruise, go to the beach. But it was like real pretty, like blues and purples and yellow. And it was like the long flowing, like sheer type pants. And then it had like a top sort of made out of that same type of sheer fabric. It almost like something you would maybe put over a, a coverall that you'd wear over a swimsuit. I never got to wear it, but I think she had it on and wore it. And so then I would get jealous, like, oh, I wish I could find somewhere. <laughs> So that, but she would always, I, I, I know I had a nice little storage bin of things like that that were like different, you know, hoping that they'd come back, but they came back and then they didn't look quite the same on me. <laughs> It'd be like that. It's all yeah. right. So now our next segment, we, <laughs> trying to think of the name of it, Boomtown Blurbs. Boom worthy blurbs. Okay, see, I keep I do this every time. Okay, we'll we'll I'll get it. We'll know we'll know what we're Man, doing. I, I like it loose. I like playing it fast <laughs> and loose. At some point. Okay, it's time for boom worthy blurbs. So what was a big news story that you remember growing up? Okay, I remember um when they talked about Martin Luther King when he passed away. And of course I was still young and I'm almost ashamed to say that I really didn't know who he was until probably he passed away. I know my mother and them, they were probably real active, you know, with civil rights and things like that. But I, I remember hearing about that. And then I remember Martin Luther King and I, in my mind, until I realized who, who he was, I always thought it was like an old man. And I, my vision of him was probably like somebody that you see in the Bible. I remember probably long hair, you know, <laughs> I just didn't know who he was. And then probably after, then he passed away. And because Ooh. of that, then, you know, could you see the pictures and everybody talking about it, whatever, but yeah. How old were you? Um, I can't remember. I thought I was like about seven or something okay. like that. Seven, okay. seven, eight. So I was, so I was under 10. I can't remember when I was six or seven or eight, might've been eight. Hopefully I wasn't too old for me thinking like that. <laughs> We're gonna say 17. I, I, no. really I, really <laughs> I will say during that time, I'm not sure with all families, but I think there was a different type of innocence with kids, whatever. So, mm. you know, parents just didn't share everything. Kids nowadays, they know everything. There's the internet, there's social media, there's everything shown on television. When I was younger, the television, you know, it went down and went too black, not because somebody turned it off, but just because there was nothing after probably 10 o'clock, the station, you see the little, little peacock or whatever, it just went to black or whatever. And there was only a few stations. Now there's hundreds of stations people watch and kids just know everything. They can sit in next to the parents while conversations are going on. So a lot of stuff that my mom and dad and them did and my aunts and my grandparents, you know, that stuff, you know, that was, that was adult stuff. That wasn't necessarily kids stuff. So while we sort of were there and I'm sure they were involved in different things, they might not have been traveling down to Memphis or to, or anywhere down there to be in some kind of rally or taking the buses to DC to the March on Washington, anything like that. But they were definitely involved. And I can remember my dad and I think Chris, here we go again, Chris still has my dad's daishiki that he had made. Do y'all know what that is? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. And so she still has that. Or whatever and it was probably it was I'm sure it was either leather or pleather or something and then they used to take the I think he had like a little necklace where they had made a made it out of um the cans the pop cans the the little tabs or whatever they were like connected or something like that so they were definitely involved in that and knew about that and where we grew up right up the on the corner there was a store and the man at the store which was friends with my mom and dad 
he had all kind of, you know, like paintings from African-American or Black artists, books written by Black artists. So, so we were, so that was all around us. But, you know, as far as us just knowing everything they did, that was just a different times. So, yeah, I'm sure Riley probably, you know, she, my daughter, my granddaughter, she's five. So she probably knows who Martin Luther King is or whatever at five, where I was probably seven, eight or whatever, and didn't know who he was. So. I love that you thought he was from the Bible and had long hair. <laughs> That's my favorite. He seemed to be pretty close to it anyway. <laughs> right? In real life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Okay. I guess as we're, as we're kind of winding down, do you have any yeah. life advice for our listeners? Any life advice? Um, I would say, which is probably maybe contrary to what a lot of people think, but I think as far as young people, you all's age, while I uh, strongly think that you all definitely see the world, get to do as many things as you want, experience a lot that are positive things, you know, but at the same time, I also say, be reminded that while you are grown for the young adults, this message for the young adults, you are still accountable to somebody, you know, you still have a family name, you know, that you don't want to mess up. You still have, you know, you might have children soon or whatever. And so there is, there's, some type of accountability that you don't want to just get out there and be so wild that you don't care about what anybody thinks. And I see a lot of posts that like, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks. And while that shouldn't stop you from getting your, reaching your goals and things, I also think that you should want to present yourself and represent where you are leaving a good example or where people are seeing positive things that that might help them in their lives as opposed to a lot of negative things. So, so I strongly suggest, you know, while you're young, definitely try to, the things that, that you have desires to do that are positive to definitely try to seek those and don't let anyone discourage you, you know, because a lot of times, you know, the world can discourage you, whatever, because things are not happening now or, or in the time frame that you like, don't give up or whatever. Um, I, I look at my life and I'm thinking, okay, when we were 30s, you know, 50s and 60s, people were old. Now that I'm 60, over 60, I'm thinking 60s, the new 30. So, and I, when I say that, and I'm just starting a, you know, a different type of little business or whatever, making candles and things like that. And, you know, I'm sure your moms are doing stuff too. So I, that's the one thing I can't say about boomers is like, we just don't die. You know, we, 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 you know, we still seem young and we still seem young at heart, you know, and what, if, if y'all can do it, we can do it to you. They didn't say, okay, now that I'm 60 or now that I'm 70, I got to get a grandma car or I have to wear, you know, elastic pants or whatever. They feel good or whatever, but, but the, you know, they're still young at heart or whatever. So I say that to you all, you know, as you're growing up and to anybody out there in, your listeners, you know, whatever age you are, you know, until you, till you've actually left this place, you're still young enough to keep trying and don't give up, you know, stay encouraged and stay around people that are encouraging. Leave those that, that may be discouraging, you know, be nice to them or whatever, but you know, they may have reasons for whatever their ideals and opinions about things, but don't let that discourage you. You can do it. You can do, we are resilient people and you see, you see in the news all the time how they thought we couldn't do it. We are doing it. They thought we could If somebody gives us a chance and we learn, just, and that's the reason many are scared. But if they give us a chance, we can actually, we can, we can excel and we can do it. And so you just stay with people and find that person or those people that will encourage you 
to to be the best that you can be and don't give up amazing and if you i'm just gonna add to this you know if you do decide to be reckless and tarnish your family name just like don't get it on camera and then nobody will ever know (laughs) a word (laughs) exactly exactly don't send it in an email don't send it in a text message exactly exactly be reckless in private (laughs) (laughs) exactly And, and 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 i will say to what you said even if you are reckless you know I just, I give a shout out to God, just knowing that you all know that, that we all make mistakes or whatever, and we can, and this is such a blessing and always being able to ask for forgiveness and know that you're already forgiven mm-hmm. and know that you can do it again. We have second chances. You know, we don't want to do anything so reckless that we don't get that second chance or whatever, because we're not yeah. here or we're in jail, whatever, but don't let that define you. Whoever's out there listening, don't let that define you. And you think, oh, I messed up or I did this wrong, I did that wrong. And people are people are looking at me. Don't even think about it because once people are not even looking at you. They're gone to look at bothering somebody else. The next thing that's coming in the news, they probably forgotten about it. But sometimes we beat ourselves up and get down on ourselves or whatever. And so I don't want anybody to do that. I love everybody. And, and this is a big world and we can all get along. And yeah. Yay. The end of this has been a whole word. Yes, yes, <laughs> I'm here for all of it. Oh, thank you so much for doing this. Well, we appreciate you, um, and thank you again for doing this. Not a problem. Thank you. I appreciate you all and what you all are doing. I get so inspired when I see different people just doing different things, and it, it inspires me. It makes me feel good. And even though it's, it's not me doing it or whatever, but I just get excited when I see anybody doing things positive or just coming up with their own ideas about different things to do. So, so kudos to you all and good luck. And I'll be keeping up with you all. Yes. Thank Thank you. you. You're welcome. That was loads of fun. That was so fun. There was no pee popping on a handstand, but I had an amazing time. It was was great. It was really great. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. No, no popping. Other great stuff happened. Yes. So I'm here for it. And I also think we should call our fans that I don't even know if we have actual real fans, but I'm going to say that we do. Towners? Should they be called Towners? Hey, Towners. Hey, Towners. I love that. Okay. Yes. You guys are called Towners. We're going to get you shirts. (laughs) You have to pay for them, though. You want a shirt out of everything. We're going to have so much. I love shirts. We're going to have so. Do you you actually remember all no, I need to write stuff down. You know okay. I don't. I have to go back and listen to the episodes to figure yeah. stuff out. It's fine. It's like, that should be on a shirt. That should be on a shirt. Every episode. Right. Six shirts. It's fine. I will say, she was like talking about the fashion and she's like, you know, out here wearing elastic pants just there because they're comfortable. And I felt uh, very convicted. Attack. In my black stretchy pants. <laughs> I was like, oh, Mm, they are comfortable. <laughs> and I'm, I'm wearing not, sweats right now too. <laughs> I'm not even in my sixties. It'd be comfortable. Here young ish. Tights and sweats are comfortable. True story. And we look good in it. them, so it's fine. There it is. You know that's yeah. the main thing. You still cute. That's and all. I know that's how all. to put on a show when I need to. Wait, I said that. Uh, wait, <laughs> but same though. Listen, <laughs> however you want to describe it. I can put on a show. It's all yeah. good. Fashion show. Yes. Okay. Honest there show. we go. Whatever we go. kind of show you need. I got yes. you. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have next week? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the look on her face. 
She's so surprised. <laughs> because I thought about it and I admit, I was like, and be, uh, so I went to the store to get the elderflower and um, I was in a rush and like trying to be out in and out. And the, the guy that was bagging my groceries, um, just he was talking, talking, talking. I was like, I don't have time to, for this, but he was so sweet and so amazing. And so I was like, okay, I do have time for this. I love it. Um, but he was saying that he loves elderflower and like all these great recipes. And he was telling me all the things and I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. I was like, maybe that'll be my next one. Um, but then I didn't look, look anything up. Your nails so he, are cute. Huh? Your nails yeah. are cute. Oh, thank you. What, what color is that? It's just like neutral, pink, regular, nothing. It's so pretty because it looks so natural. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So he told me that he loves elderflower with guava juice and a splash of either champagne or sparkling water. Again, at this point, I was like. Champagne. It has to be champagne. Champagne. And I meant to ask him like what the name of it was, but he was talking a lot. If you're out there listening, sir, which I don't know why you would be at all. <laughs> but just in case, you were so sweet and I loved your energy and you made my day better. Okay, let me, give me a second. Have we already done just elderflower and champagne? No, but that's right up my alley. Elderflower champagne. So that's what we're going to do. Oh, I like it. Nice and simple. Boom. That's me. I have this thing where if I open champagne, I always finish it. I'm like, well, you have to finish it. Oh, you it. have to. Because it yeah. I was like, it'll go bad. And then I saw a thing last week at the liquor store that was like, it's a plug specifically for champagne to keep it from going bad. And I was like, or from going flat. And I sent the picture to Yanni and I was just like, I guess I got to stop doing that. I mean. But I didn't buy it, so. Oh, no, then you got You just keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Elderflower champagne. Yeah. Easy peasy. If you want to toss a little vodka in there and get reckless, you know, live your best life. Um, is there anything else? No, I think that's it, right? We're going to be doing a season finale soon. Yeah, probably, I mean, in all honesty, probably next week, but. Okay. And then we'll tell you more then at that point. And you'll yeah, miss yeah. us. I was like, so there, I was like, there, we'll, we will take a break, yeah. the, a pre planned break, and then uh, we'll be back. Send in your stories. Yeah, we've been waiting for those. I don't want to call y'all stingy, but here we are. <laughs> Boomtownstories at gmail.com. We're waiting. That's it. Yeah. I guess that all that's left to say at this point is uh, until next time. Boom, baby. Uh, got my groove back. I see that. I like it. It's groovy, baby. I always get so nervous that I haven't been recording the whole time. <laughs>